When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's just like the rice that we've been sending them for fucking years. We've been killing them with that rice. Fucking, <laughs> They started a long time ago under Clinton and we just been doing subsidized rice from, you know, American farmers to there. And now there's no rice farmers in Haiti and there used to be rice farmers in Haiti but it was like they were they were telling the Asian people they were like well you diverted all the water and it's killing your agriculture and your island and all this stuff and it's doing all this damage we'll just bring you the rice you know what I mean they were like so we're doing we're, we're killing two birds with one stone we're feeding the hungry and this and it's like well now all we have to eat is rice and <laughs> we can't sell it anymore because you can't compete with fruit so thanks dicks <laughs> <laughs> They're like, deal with it. You still owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They were like, they got hit with a tsunami and we'll build them a $60 million soccer field. <laughs> they were like, what the fuck? The thing's all in disarray and shit. Weeds growing through it. Shit. Oh, like, what shit. the fuck? We don't want to play soccer. We just want to eat. <laughs> I like to have a house. <laughs> like, dude, they were giving them, there was like an out agriculture drive. They were like, well, they lost all their livestock. So we sent them all like goats and sheep. They were like, what the fuck? I didn't even own a goat before this. <laughs> what do you feed this thing? <laughs> we we don't have goat food. <laughs> Can I chop it up and eat it? What the fuck? Can I give it some of this rice? <laughs> right. <laughs> Carry this rice back over to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast, Everything That's Weird. I am Anthony, I'm here with Brandon, and tonight we are talking about the strange case of Emily Sage. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the right way to say it? <laughs> you got a little fancy with it. But yeah, I mean, be, Sage. It, it's got the thing over it. You're supposed yeah. to. Yeah, you're, I think you got I know it's called a tilde. What's it called? What's it called in French? I didn't take French. It took Spanish. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Okay. I didn't take any foreign language. I couldn't even pass English. I don't know. 
I'm going to go English. venture into other ones. You know? <laughs> English is foreign to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's crazy out of the ordinary because it has to do with having a doppelganger. Well, it's weird because so many people saw it. Right. And I said it wrong. It's a doppelganger. There you go. Okay. She was a young teacher and um, she had a string of bad luck with jobs. Mm -hmm. So she was born in France in Dijon, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but she had known for their mustard. <laughs> great poupon. Steve <laughs> mustard. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's delicious, by the way. Right. But she had 18 different schools that she worked for in 16 years. Yeah. Right? And it will and she came with like a glowing review every time. Yeah. Every single time they were like, she's awesome. She's really engaging with the kids. She's like no other teacher I've ever seen. We like her, but we're not in like with her. And then there's a ghost that follows her around. What was that last part? <laughs> what? Right. Oh, no, no, no. She's awesome. You'll love her. It's going to be great. But that, that is what it is, right? Every mm-hmm. single time. This story starts, I guess, this one of the one of the last times. You know what's funny? I never did look to see if she taught after this. Um, yeah, apparently she tried to, uh, but, so it was, yeah, it was, it was like for a little bit, she had to take jobs where people didn't know her. But then again, there, you know, here comes her doppelganger. <laughs> so the problem with her as a teacher is that she would be seen in multiple places while she was teaching. Yeah. Okay. So she, and, she was, she's teaching at this uh, elite school for girls, the Pensiat of Newfolk. Okay. And it was, it only had, like the time she was there, there was only 42 students. Right. Working there. And there was a few other governesses that were the teachers that were, were also working there. And... As she was working there, there was these stories that would come up where it, at first it started out as one student would say, yeah, I just saw Miss um, uh, Mademoiselle Sanjay on the hallway. And another student would say, no, that's impossible. I was just talking to her down that way, you know? Right. And, and it started out with these little little misconceptions of where she was at and stuff but then it got so bad that they finally went to the teachers and said something to them and they kind of just dismissed it you know they were just being whimsical and and they they you know sort well it started happening more often where she was getting noticed and um doing activities that the, the mimicking the exact same activity that she was doing at the time Eating and dinner. this is like the hologram. The hologram. This, is like, this is like 
a perfect hologram of her. This isn't like somebody was wearing a similar dress that day. This is like they're like it's her. And at the same time that she appears, the real Emily Sager is like weak, lethargic, and yeah, yeah, no energy. Like she's got zapped her energy. Mm-hmm. And one time she's actually writing on the board, and she's facing the board, but then she's also facing her students. Yeah, and like she's drawn with the chalk too. Right, imitating her. Yeah. Yes. And this happens all the time. Yeah, it starts happening a lot. I've had I've had teachers that had eyes in the back of their head. <laughs> <laughs> what happens is when you become a dad, like all these like terrible jokes just come up. Right. And you have to say them. <laughs> you can't hold it back. It's like an itch. <laughs> but she uh I, I, I was I was remembering a teacher that we had in junior high that used to turn his class ring upside down and smack you in the head if you fell asleep in his class. Yeah. Mm. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Can't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> it's bull crap. It's it bull is. crap that they can't do it anymore. Like you guys should have to go through it too. Yeah, because because we got I got hit. Like I was we were the last generation, I think, that got hit. Yeah. Well, like I like I told, I think we said it, talked about it on one of the other podcasts is that I got the corporal Wait, I don't punishment. Think it ever I had a corporal punishment when I was in. Oh yeah, yeah. I got hit all the time. Mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school, so I got hit all. Yeah, the time. yeah. Get the crap out of me. Right. Several so, principles. <laughs> she so she does have she has this like doppelganger mm-hmm. that keeps like, appearing. She never sees it. She can't. She can't see it. She doesn't realize it's happening. Right. She and starts is, to pick up on it, like, I guess, because of the reaction. People right. see it, and then they freak out, and then she realizes what's going on. So you're right. This is, like, this isn't just, like, once. This is all the time. Yeah, it starts happening kids. a lot. Yeah. It starts happening a lot. And then... There's a class of 13 that, like, where she she, she did the, the chalk thing. Right. There was 13 kids in that class that all saw it. So at another time, she like this is and this is kind of like where the story originates, is that she is teaching a sewing class. Well, no, it's it's what's going on is they have a sewing room, and the sewing room is really big. It's like a shop, you know. Okay. Like, picture a sweatshop with children. That's it, right? Okay, and but then, she's not. She doesn't teach the class. She's not she, teaching the class. There's another teacher in there, and it's just to kind of supervise as they do their sewing. Not slave labor, but sewing. <laughs> and hey, you got to pay for your tuition. <laughs> so they would, they were doing, they were working on their sewing, but that, that, that room could hold all the students. So all okay. 42 students, all 42 girls, it's an all girls school, all 42 girls were in that room. Now, the teacher that was in that room got up and left the room. She vacated the room with just the kids in it. And then Sanjay was out in the garden. Right. Picking weeds. But she also walked through, appeared in the room and sat down in the chair and was monitoring the class. And the the whole class saw her and saw her out the window at the same time. And they, they freak out. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Right. And so they go and they try to like touch her, 
touch her, right, yeah. to see if she's if she's real. And then she described it as like running your hand through cobwebs. Right. Oh, God. Or like a fine material or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But this becomes like a problem. Like it's cute at first, but then it becomes like a problem. And this is like probably not the time to have supernatural things happen to you Mm -hmm. because they do weird stuff to punish you for that during this time. (laughs) Right. You get tied to various animals. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that was more over here in the United States that we were. Well, okay, but they that. they fire. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the girls start leaving. It the took school. a while for that to happen, though. Right, and the, they didn't want. Yeah. And they didn't want to. They didn't want yeah, to. They could. Right. I, I've read that several places. Like they tried a bunch of different things, um, but they were losing like enrollment. Like right. She had Girls. five stars on Yelp. She was, <laughs> she was good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. But when they when they told her about this whole garden thing, mm-hmm. she said, "That's funny because I really wanted to be in the sewing room." Yeah, she said, "When I was when I was while working in the garden, I was thinking, I really want to be in the sewing room." Here's what's funny. What she wanted to be in the sewing room for, I thought was funny. Because, like, if you do a little research on this, you, you find that out. And then if you do enough, you find out that the, what she was thinking in her mind was, I wanted to be in the sewing room because those girls shouldn't be left by themselves idle. They'll get into bad things. <laughs> okay. like, so she was thinking from a disciplinarian type thing, like somebody okay. should be watching her. So that's you know, and her doppelganger appeared in the chair watching over the kids. God damn, right? Yeah, right? She, like, I, she, I, like, it's almost like she's got superpower, don't even know she's doing it. Right? I got my eye on you. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> in my locker, in my house. <laughs> right. right. Um, I'd, I'd be like, somebody needs to go in that other room and scare the shit out of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. And this this story is um, this story is told by one of her students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know, like technically, what a doppelganger is, it's a it's a German word which means like double person. Mm-hmm. And it's when so like so. the. Odds of there being two people, I think I read it's like one in a trillion that are exactly the same. Yeah. One in, like, it's one in, I think it's one in a trillion. So, like, the odds of that happening are like, I don't know, it's something crazy. It's like once every 3,000 years or something. Yeah, with, where, with where it's like people. somebody that's not related or right. exactly right. the same. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of those caves. You get online and you'll see like like the Enzo Ferrari one and the guy that plays soccer now. There's there's one right. where that's because he died and he was born on the same reincarnation thing. Because <laughs> he was <laughs> that's he, pretty funny. He died. I think it was like he was born in, when Enzo Ferrari died or some shit or really yeah. close to it, same month or something. I've seen like Leonardo DiCaprio. 
is like a Civil War soldier. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. that look. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, they have, like, they found, like, some Civil War soldier that looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. He's, he already looks like that. Like you could, yeah. <laughs> you can put him in a uniform right now. You're like, yeah, right now. That's it. He can put him right in the reverend. You're the guy. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much the story. So she... She is a teacher that continually gets fired mm-hmm. from her jobs because she scares the shit out of little she kids. Scariest ghosts flying around. Because there's a ghost that constantly follows her around, and this is like her demise. She and it's great. Has, she can't see it, right? Like it's like that's right. awesome that she can't and everybody, see it. She's like, "What are you guys freaking out about?" Right? And they're like, "We're gonna have to let you go." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" Like they love. <laughs> they're like, "Well, give a ghost that follows you around." And she, this is like what's happening in her life, and she's having a hard time. Yeah, so yeah, they got like it was like heavy pressure. The kids kept going back because the more it happened, the more stories went back home. And these were all from this school. Would have been they, it was pretty prestigious. They were all like barons and shit like that. They were so they were all they were elite. They yeah, were, they were like all the aristocratic. So, so they were coming back and telling these stories and they were worried about, you know, how it would look. And they started pulling students. And when they went from 42 down to, I think they said, it, I think she said that they went from 42 down to 12, maybe. Mm-hmm. They, that's when they said, it's either you or the school and we got to, you know. <laughs> and there's a whole school. Those... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And those twelve, like the nanny's, like we're not switching schools. I don't want to. I don't want to take a horse to another school. We're staying here, or I quit. <laughs> if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them, I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. Okay, so we heard the story of Emily Sage. And it's it's bizarre. It is. It's super strange, man. It's, it's so and many people saw it, right? I do not believe in ghosts. Um, however, however, there is energy. 
I do believe in energy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I know everything about physics or anything about physics, really. <laughs> but there is there's energy, and I like that. There's leftover energy when people die, for sure. I mean, I think that's what's carried on in traditions and, you know, like a legacy that, you know, maybe some, I don't know, people carry on for their dad. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll they tend to go in the same profession or, you know, like firefighters or policemen or whatever, you know, they have like this, there's an energy that carries you into that. I believe that. Yeah. My dad coached football. I played football. He coached wrestling. I wrestled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I mean, I I do believe that. I don't know what in her case. I don't know everything about it. So I wasn't there. It wasn't a firsthand account. Yeah, this is quite. I a don't while know. Ago. I don't know anybody that this has happened to. I will say this. If you are seeing yourself and you're listening to this podcast, you should consult <laughs> some sort of physician. Call me. Because you may have schizophrenia. Take a picture. <laughs> you you may have schizophrenia. <laughs> but appar- apparently, um, this is... Okay, so uh, uh, before I get into that, I, I will say I have deja vu but I have it it's called deja revi it's <laughs> when you when you dream of it oh okay so well I fancy. never know yeah but I never know I didn't even know that was a thing so right well, well I mean I said so no, deja I mean, vu like, is I know about the dream thing I like I just didn't know it had a name yeah it, it means to dream of a situation that you find yourself in later Okay, so that always, I wouldn't say it always happens to me, but every once in a while, I'll be like, I've been here before. And it's in my head. I never tell anybody because <laughs> uh, I can't really pinpoint it. Yeah, you know I mean, right. I, I know that probably doesn't make any sense, but like, I'll, I'll feel real familiar with an environment that I've never been in before. Like one time it happened to me in customs. I was, I was, I was uh, I was coming back to the United States, and just I had never been to this area of customs before. Like we were in Miami, and I'm like, I'd never I'd only flown out of Miami one other time, and I flew from you know the other way. I didn't come into Miami, and I was just kind of in this custom area that I never have never seen before. But I'm like, yeah, I remember all this. Like, I remember wearing this. Doppelganger was there. Right, exactly. So I remember all of this. <laughs> I, I'm wearing this. This is who I was with. And, I, you know, like the right. circumstance of what was happening. But I couldn't, you know, I didn't say anything about it. But, like, that happened. And I'm like, yeah, I dreamt this. Whatever. And that happens to me occasionally. But I can, I have zero control over it. I wish I could walk into the casino and be like, <laughs> 31 black. All on black. Right? <laughs> but it's not it. it's not that way at all. 
Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I don't. I, I either don't or I don't remember my dreams. So it's it's like occasionally, and it's usually like if I woke up and then I went right back to sleep, then I'll have like a short little dream that'll wake me back up. But do you usually, believe in ghosts? Usually, I don't. Um, you believe in ghosts? I, I believe in the opportunity. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, like I'll, you, I'll, there has to be like you'd have to see an alien. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, because it's just one of them things where it's like, I believe people had experiences, but do I believe it was really supernatural? You know. Well, like what the mind what the- is a weird, weird thing, and when you don't, when you can't comprehend something, your brain has a tendency to fill in the blanks. Well, we have one of our bartenders. It's like you don't believe in ghosts. I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, I can't believe that. I'm like, dude, you're six five. <laughs> what is like, what is you know, Slimer gonna do to you? Like, what you, you're, you're a cage fighter. He's like, let me tell you something, man. I closed here one night, and I heard something walking around upstairs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> So, I don't know. It, I feel like it's a real estate developer in Scooby-Doo. Which, by right. the way, there's a lot of real estate development in Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like, there really is. Yeah. It's yeah. always like they're trying to scare away potential developers. <laughs> right. Or they're going to put a subdivision. Yeah. And they need to get people to sell. <laughs> if it wasn't for... The damn kids. Damn kids. All right, but... Scientifically speaking, now this is something I am not going to attempt to explain, but like string theory, <laughs> there's a theory that there are, are multiple are big boy uni- britches. There's multiple universes, right? And so these, oh God, these strings. <laughs> are on a subatomic level. So the way it was explained when I when I read it was that if you're gonna compare a string to an atom, the atom would be the size of the universe, and the string would be the size of a tree on Earth. Okay. See, I read it and my brain broke. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna look this up. Mm. I got a migraine. <laughs> I just blew a blood vessel in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> but supposedly, and I again, this comes with a giant asterisk. Mm-hmm. Asterisk. Yeah. Um. There's. There's 10 levels of consciousness plus time. I think an asterisk is a different thing altogether. Asterisk. How do I say it? <laughs> no, but I know an <laughs> asterisk costs extra. <laughs> an, an asterisk are headed for Earth. That's what they are. <laughs> um, so, And these are all theories. These are all like scientific theories, but... The theory that there there is a working theory based on Einstein's 
theory of relativity that kind of explains physics mm-hmm. and the universe and gives things like a mathematical equation for like an orbit. That's how they're able to predict where things are going to be in the universe is because the theory of relativity sort of explains like a master theory of like how a solar system would work. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So using that, they've came up with this theory that there are possibly several levels of, I guess, parallel universes or things like that. Right. That's way out there for me. It's hard to think that way. Mm -hmm. But, like, sometimes don't you feel like, oh, this is the wrong universe. Like, this is is happening to the other Anthony. Right. Not this this Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) And I think everybody has felt that sometime in their life. Right? Right. Yeah, sure. Okay. So then there's a possibility of that. She's not the only one this has ever happened to. No. Ever. Like, Abraham Lincoln, it happened to him. His wife was super spiritual. And he was, was he napping? Yeah. Okay, and then he saw his reflection in the mirror, and there were two of him. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, mirrors weren't all that awesome <laughs> in the 1860s. <laughs> uh, but it wigged him out. Yeah. So he kind of like got up, shook it off, went, right. Right. went for a short walk, came back, and it happened again. And so he told his wife, and she was like, she thought this was like an omen. And she thought since he had seen it twice, that meant he was going to get reelected in his second term. Or he was going to have two more terms. And then he would he would die. But he actually died like soon after that. So, yeah, so the sign was probably that he was going to become a ghost. Right. (laughs) She misread that one by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it also happened to this other guy. His name's Johan Wolfgang, which I feel like (laughs) that's like uh, Mark David, like a very normal name. (laughs) Right. Like, right? A lot of Johan Wolfgangs. (laughs) <laughs> on Von Goethe, but he was like he was like a respected guy during his time in Europe, mm-hmm. and he was he encountered his doppelganger on his um, when he was coming home from his friend's house. He was riding home on a horse, <clears throat> and he saw another rider coming towards him. And on the other side, the other rider was him in different clothes. Right. Well, then after this, he was riding down the same road. And he realized he was wearing the same clothes that the guy that he saw 
earlier, <laughs> years earlier, was wearing. It was right after he visited that same friend. Right. So that's like a deja vu. Mm-hmm. Okay, and who's who's the novelist? <laughs> Guy de Mussepon. Okay. <laughs> if I said it right, I don't even fucking know, but um, he was he <laughs> he claimed that his body uh, came into his study after he went into his study, sat down beside him, and started dictating the story that he was in the process of writing. But here's the thing: <laughs> this guy, uh, he had uh. After he had numerous encounters after that with his doppelganger, he was like committed to a mental institute, right? Yeah. Following suicide attempts. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he died <laughs> with syphilis. And they said that it might have been a mental illness caused by the syphilis. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was a thing that could happen. Like, Oh, yeah. That's why, well, like at the end, like Al Capone was fishing out of his swimming pool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, syphilis makes you go crazy. Yeah. I guess see yourself, <laughs> though. I mean, that's... Well, and then that's... So there's something called bilocation. And that is where your body and you are in two different locations Mm -hmm. like what happened to Emily Sage Mm -hmm. and then there's like it's called astral body which is like out of body experience right astral projection and that kind of seems like more along the lines of Abraham Lincoln but then there's like there's this admiral, admiral, his name is George Tryon, and he's trying to do these two maneuvers with these two ships, and he causes one of them to sink. And he is seen, he dies on that ship. Hmm. But he's seen on the other ship saying, it's my fault, it's all my fault, it's all my fault. Huh. Which I kind of think the sailors were like, hey man, they're going to say this is our fault and we killed all these people. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a ghost. He came walking out. He said, it's my fault. It's your fault. My fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. He was key. He came back from the dead to tell us it was his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that would probably be like your aura. So yeah. That's when like, that's when like, you have a halo around you there's a different energy right. and they described him more ghostly gotcha than than like physical like Emily yeah Sage. Emily yeah she looked like she was there and then I guess probably the writer Johan Van Gush, Gush, Gush how do you say that <laughs> Johan Van Gustum Gustum it's uh I, I, I think I, it was... He, it's I, go- I Goose? Goose? No, it's Goldstube. Okay. Goldstube? Goldstube? Well, no, that's another guy. <laughs> that is the girl that told the story of her dad. Oh. The, the guy this happened to is Johan Wolfgang Goose. There you go. Okay. That's it. 
And that's, I'm like, I got so many freaking German names with little dots and dashes all over the place. So his is probably like the parallel universe explanation. Because he sees himself in different clothes and he's on the same road. There's so. You know, I heard I heard that the 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 down that we didn't go on those ayahuasca trips. Well, that was my. (laughs) (laughs) They go. They go. There was. There's reports that they take them to the same place, and like it's like all these people having the exact same. So that was my next. My next thing was that they don't kind of talk about a whole lot. And this is used by the military. This is used by ancient tribes um, as, yeah, like a drug-induced or uh, like a hip, like a hypnotic state, remote viewing type of deal. Yeah. Well, there's and, a yeah. It's a theory that ayahuasca gives you the ability to see right into those other uh, parallel universes. Right, so or possibly CIA, a fourth dimension. So there's been FOIA documents that, are like Freedom of Information Act, released by the CIA, all every branch of the military, where they have um, looked into this. They've spent millions of dollars looking into this mm-hmm. as a possible like weapon. Yeah, right. Um, and I thought there was a movie. Well, the Germans were all on meth. Well, right. They they were legitimately on meth. That they, they 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 had the meth ration. Mm-hmm. That's how the Blitzkrieg even was impossible. They were, that's how they moved across Europe as fast as they did because they were all on meth. That's well, not, that's, I mean, that's, that's true. You get going. You get going. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a motor starter. <laughs> a army runs on its meth was Hitler's quote. And they're like, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the the guy he had running the Blitzkrieg even was was just like, I'm going to keep going. Even though they were like, don't. He was like, I'm going. <laughs> Well, like, I did hear that he would get injected. Like, it wasn't, he didn't smoke it. He got injected. No, and they, they had, they the, all the soldiers, they had a little ration can. I could, I'd have to look it up, but they were, they had a name on it. And it was, uh, yeah, there was a dose and it was actual methamphetamine. Well, I mean, our, gov- our, our military gives. I didn't even know meth Adderall. was that old. And it here, it's. Oh, well, yeah. It's, meth's real old. Yes, it is old. But like our our military gives Adderall to soldiers, mm-hmm. and because you can, Adderall has like a a crazy um, property. If you give it in the right dose, right. you can not get tired, and your brain doesn't get tired. So you can rest your body, take Adderall, like do certain kind of. Um, Work like non-physical, mm-hmm. mental work, rest your body and not sleep. If you take it in the right dosage, and they've been messing with that for a very long time. But right. there was a movie called "The Men Who Stare at Goats." Right? Did you see that? Yeah. 
But that's I don't know I, I don't know I think it's I think it's like based on a true story. I thought it, it said it's based okay. on a true story. And but they so were trying Santa Claus. <laughs> but well, hey, whatever they were trying to do it. Right. They were trying to they were trying to figure <laughs> out how to do remote viewing and kill people by stopping their heart. And it was using psychic powers, and they spent a lot of money looking into that. Now, I've never seen this movie into its entirety. I've seen parts of it, like when I'm flipping through. I probably should have watched it, but, you know, we kind of got this idea earlier. But, I mean, it's not like it's something people haven't looked into because there's all kinds of documentation of, like, world leaders and things like that that over time that have kind of gone into the state in order to predict, you know, future, like Sitting Bull or, right. you know, Tecumseh. Or they all, you know, they, say, they seem to have, like, these visions. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's some kind of untapped right. resource that we don't know. And, I mean, telekinesis, where you, like, actually communicate or even, like, move things. Mm-hmm. is in its infant stages of where they can <clears throat> they can't move a lamp but they can come up with different theories of how it may be possible to do that right. so scientifically speaking there's a few explanations about what would have happened with Emily Sage. so it's possible right I mean <laughs> there's a lot we don't understand about our brain uh, definitely right, so and I have had I, I said I, I have deja vu or deja vu right. where I find myself in places later um now like there's it's known and been tested that Tibetan monks can actually raise their body temperature. Yes. That's that is that is a, a Harvard study was done on that and proved it. So I that, believe that. That's real. <laughs> I believe well part of according the, to Harvard. Like my brother and I always have this conversation all the time about pot. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm not trying to rain on the parade. You know, yeah, I like a pop around as much as the next guy. It's just like it doesn't cure cancer. And he's like, oh, yeah, you smoke it. It'll cure cancer. And I'm like, no, <laughs> if you have a tumor, you could have Snoop Dogg over and he could rub you down with all the weed <laughs> in the world. You're still going to have the tumor. <laughs> right. You but better I, go see a doctor. You, <laughs> you should have you been need left. to have that removed. But I do think what it does is it tricks your brain into feeling better. Mm-hmm. So, like your everyday aches and pains. Like, so I I don't I don't smoke anymore anymore because I more it's more like time more than anything. Not against it. It's just like I got two little kids. Like. I, I just don't have fucking time. Like, I'm working all the time. <laughs> but, right. like, when I did, I worked out a lot. Yeah. A lot, and I was single. I felt great, man. Never went to the doctor. 
you know, never really had any pain. Every great once in a while, I would tweak something, you know, when I right. was doing bench presses or something, and yeah, you know, I self-medicated and a day or two it'd pop out, but like never sick, like pretty healthy. You got, you got, <laughs> you got to do what I do to keep from tweaking yourself doing bench presses. No bench press. Don't fucking do them, man. That fucking weight doesn't even need to come off the floor, man. You leave it right where it's at. So, like, I do believe in getting into a place in your head. So, when you say like the monks can raise their body, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, to to like two specific points on their body. I believe that. I definitely it's believe. It's pretty that. crazy. Because that, I, I think that's kind of what pot does. It tricks your brain into thinking, you know what? I feel all right. Like, then you wine, and your body's kind of like, yeah, I mean, nothing serious going on, you guys. We're just, right? <laughs> you know, they're just kind of like, we feel good. And then I think that's kind of what your body responds to. Because I think stress is a big deal. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, Emily Sanger projects a ghost until she gets a little hurt. Maybe that's what she was doing in the garden. And that's what she said. She said she thought, well, <laughs> she's, she's, getting little, she's getting a little herb out of the garden. Like, all right, I'm better now. Well, maybe she hit that. And she's like, got all paranoid. And she's like, <laughs> I really should be in there. Them kids are. <laughs> I should be in there. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, I mean, that that seems like something that, like you said, the monks. And if you get in touch with that, and certain people, you know, my grandma had this thing. My uncle went to Embry Riddle. He's a pilot. He's wanted to fly his entire life. He started flying before he had a driver's license. He's like one of those guys. Yeah. He did his comp. He was in Oklahoma. He did his. Um, one of his, uh, he was doing touch and go. You have to do so many landings a month. Okay. So they do, they do, it's called touch and goes. You come down, you land, you turn around, you, you go back take up. Take right back off. Yeah. Right. And you do that, you know, whatever, to get your clearance. I think it's 10 times a month. So sometimes, you know, you may need five or six landings because you only flew, you know. And he said, well, one of his times that he came down, it was like his last time. And he said it starts storming. And he's like, shit, I gotta get this done. So he looped around. It came in. He's like, it was really bad. He said it was really like really bad winds. He's like, and I came in and I was sideways. And he's like, I was just fighting it. And I'm like, well, I really shouldn't go back up. And he like came to this point. He's like, I just put it down. And he's like, I had a hell of a landing, man. Just, he's like, you know, the plane's all over the place, fishtail. And he's like, I finally get it under control. And I took a deep breath, taxied it in. And he's like, uh, he's like, I walk in. The guy's like, are you Pat? And he's like, yeah. He's like, your mom's on the phone. He's like, what? And she called him. This is like before the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she called him and she said, Yeah, you can't fly anymore. You're gonna die. Wow. <laughs> and she had had other things like that happen. Mm-hmm. And he became an air traffic controller. 
Now you somebody see, now like I I can get that though. I can get behind that because like even if I don't believe in like the paranormal or something like that, it's right. If if somebody comes to you like that, especially somebody like your mom, you know, comes mm-hmm. to you and says some shit like that, you gotta take some of that to heart. <laughs> Well, you're gonna, she had, you're gonna she die. had a history like, of it. Okay, well, all right. She had a history of it. So my uncle died in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and she woke up, and she said something's wrong with him. And my grandpa was in World War II, like Iwo Jima. He's like, no, it's he's fine, he's fine. And then like a week later, like ten days later, maybe, um, they had somebody come to the house. Yeah. And they kind of like traced it back. So she, she had this like history of things like that happening. Hmm. And she's not like a witch. She's not like <laughs> she doesn't have a crystal ball. She hmm. is like a she is like somebody that was like a teenager in the twenties. Right. You could tell that she partied, <laughs> but then got it together. Flapper after, girl. After World War Two, got it together. Cause you had to, because mm-hmm. because we were in a world war and everybody's working together. You're gonna have to start riveting in some planes together, right? She was always put together, <laughs> always wore like a dress and high heels, like always, right? Right, yeah. That that kind of like. So when she would have these things happen, like everybody paid attention, and when she told him, he became an air traffic controller. He right. he quit flying. Yeah, from what so, I hear though, that's got like one of the highest suicide rates. <laughs> yeah, they're with, they, they I, like I, lose their mind. I was in uh, San Francisco watching the Bengals game, and he's they they did one trip a year, him and his buddies, and my uncle's nuts. He's like out of his mind, right? But like he had his game face on in front of his buddies. I'm like, hey, what's up? Bro? He's like, hey, how are you, man? Good to see you. And I'm like, oh, this is like game face, Pat. Like you, to like, <laughs> you don't want people to think you're crazy. <laughs> Normally, you're sweating and pacing and talking to yourself. <laughs> he does like, he does like prat falls. Like he's, he's out of his mind, right? So like, and then yeah, he's got it all. But it's a weird group of guys, man. They have like a specific set of Tetris skills to put, <laughs> yeah, put the planes in the right yeah, spot or everybody dies, in, right? And they just they play it like a video game, man. They get paid They're, a lot. It's like the it's it's got one of the highest suicide rates, but it's got also has one of the highest pay rates without uh education formal education. Sure. You don't have to go to college for it and you, you make six figures. It's a certain kind of guy though. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them, I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you 
in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. So, Emily Saget. Mm-hmm. There's at least a scientific theory that says it's possible. There are other historical figures and people that had similar experiences mm-hmm. that say it's possible. There's the mystery of the minds where, like, there's deja vu, remote viewing clairvoyance where something like this could be possible Uh, I know we said the scientific before but like multiple universes colliding of the worlds (laughs) right at least as a theory we gave this chick every chance in the world (laughs) at least as a theory is possible Mm-hmm. But this is a story. It is. In a book. By one man. Told to him by a girl that it happened to. How long before that? She was 13 at the time. And this was what? She was 43? Yeah. 30 years later? Yeah. So one thing we didn't touch on was mass hysteria. Okay. Um, I will say that's a thing. Mass hysteria is a thing. I mean, it happens in politics. There have been documented occasions where there have been the dancing plague, Mm -hmm. laughing plague. So like, but I think that falls probably into the power of the mind influence and things like that and that I mean that is documented that happens too Mm -hmm. so it's plausible that you know you got a bunch of like junior high kids cause like I don't care what school or how like what time in history I always say like you know like if there were three caveman brothers (laughs) do you think they punched each other in the dick (laughs) Yeah, definitely. They totally did, right? That's part of, like, being brothers. (laughs) Probably smashed them a rock and made them bleed, you know? It was probably real bad back then. And they just laughed. Mm -hmm. laughed. (laughs) Kissed them in a pit if you didn't make it. Right? So, I think that's kind of innate behavior, probably, and, you know plausible that like one person may have thought they saw something and they convinced their classmates that they did see something but I don't I'm not not a believer there's a lot of problems with the story the school a lot of problems yeah right the school is not where he said it was well there's a <laughs> Latvia has a <laughs> pretty sad story 
Yeah. Good, good country now. Like, they're, going, they're <laughs> killing it. They're, they're doing great. Don't get me humble, wrong. Humble, wow. humble beginnings. Yes. They've, <laughs> they've been somebody's bitch for a while. Mm-hmm. And multiple, multiple bitches. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there is, they've been, they've been owned by Sweden, Germany, uh, the Soviet Union, um, Poland, uh, even Lithuania at some point. Like, I, I know mean, how that happened. When so. Lithuania kicks your ass. <laughs> Something's wrong. Right. <laughs> so, I, Latvia's got this really, really bad past where they constantly have been taken over by some foreign entity when somebody rose to power. They they were, you know, in the middle of all the world wars. They were little old Latvia. They're trying to stay Latvia when, you know, they get, I mean, I, I read somewhere that Latvia had like 70,000 Jews that were killed by a lot, by their own police, like their right. own state police because like a lot of times, like with like with Germany and with with uh, Russia, when they moved into Latvia, they're like, uh, well, the Latvians are like, you know, they roll the tanks in the door and they go, "Okay, who do you want me to shoot first? That guy over there? Or... <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to line them up? Or, you know, they're just like doing whatever. Whoever came in and was in charge, they were like, "Okay, well, we're killing our own people now," you know, so. There was a, and there was like a time when the Soviet went in there and there was another like 70,000 that gets sent to the gulag and because they were, they were anti-communists and they sent them off to the gulag and they never came back. So they, they've had a lot and they've they had some, there was like a time of um, infertility there too as well. Big long string of it, like 04 to a, 2012 or 11. Really? Or yeah, where they lost like 23% of their population. God. Yeah, right? they've, yeah. So, not only is like the leadership changed hands a lot of times. So, like, what happens is, is like all these places get renamed. They get named after people that took them over. You know what I mean? So, a lot of names changes and going on. A lot of history lost. A lot of their own culture lost. Now they've they've reclaimed a lot of it, and they're they're uh, they're kind of back on track to where they wanted to be. I think. Okay, so the bar. We have three different addresses. Mm-hmm. So it was six. It was six nine nine three, and that was part of the township. Mm-hmm. And then it's six nine four seven. Mm-hmm. I forget what they call it. It's just part yeah. of the county. And then six nine eight seven, and that is the city. It's part of the city. <laughs> so. We've been three different things. Right. With three different names. Yeah. And he was off. I heard that the exact mileage was like 36 and he he said 86. It was the other way around, I think. Okay. Because he, he said. He said oh, yeah, right. He said and some was like a mile up the road from. It was a mile up the road from some town and that town ended up being like 80 miles away. So we were doing well. We still are going to do a story now. What we're talking about is Robert Dale Owen, the the right. author of the. He wrote a book, and the book was called "Footfalls on the Boundaries of Another World," 
and, and in it, that he had like one it was like from i think it was just like one chapter that okay. t- tells that story that was related to him the whole book isn't about that it's just in the book it's like one chapter right so and this is based on a first-hand story from, from julie von Goldenstube. right now i will say this so in this story is what we're talking about where the accuracies of what he actually says so this happens 30 years after she tells him the story right and at face value you gotta look at this guy and go this is somebody that's i mean this this was this robert dale owens was he was a united states congressman he's not a dummy yeah he was he came here and almost immediately was in the Indiana House of Representatives. I mean, it was, I think it was 10 years after he got here. And uh, after that, he ended up going in and becoming a congressman for, uh, as a representative of Indiana. And he even got later on in, in like 1850, he was, he was the uh, delegate for Indiana in a constitutional convention, which is kind of a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know what the constitutional conventions are, but that's telling that guy, you have the voice for the entire state. Right. And when you call a convention, that's that. Now here's the, this is a funny thing. Cause I see a lot of these, there's like freedom indexes out there mm-hmm. and they rate countries and we're like pretty low on the free. We are, we are pretty low. We're pretty low, but they, but the thing is, is that nobody, I don't think any of those indexes put the idea of this convention into play because technically what you're saying is, is that the true democratically voted people, you know, where your vote counts, you voted those people in and they're saying to the federal government, slow down, you're getting too big for your bridges. So you, you get the states to call convention. Congress has no choice but to call convention. It's in our constitution. They call convention, and then they can they can ratify and change and amend the constitution. So they can limit the federal government. With, so like, without but I, I mean, like every country has a constitution. Yeah, but that that most have like constitutions around the world grant their citizenship rights. Ours are considered inalienable, and they're protected by the Constitution against the federal government. So it's more like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were wrote for the federal government. They weren't wrote for us. Those are inalienable rights that that we all have. That's to tell them you can't impede on them, and here's what they are. Okay. So what what you're doing essentially is when you call a convention, is you're getting the states together and saying that the federal government's got too much power. We need to make a change in it in spite of them because they're not going to do it for us. We're going to do it. And this happened a lot more back in the day, obviously, because the country was being, you know, developing. So well, it happened kind of, a lot more often. Now, there's ha- there's still states out there that have standing calls for convention. There's there's several states that right now currently have standing calls for convention. So once the number gets, I think it's got to be. It's only gotta be like twenty-eight or thirty-two. Maybe it's thirty-two. Something like that. Once you get thirty-two states to say, yeah, they have to call a convention. And then one delegate sent. So this guy got the honor of being that one delegate 
for the state of Indiana. So that's kind of a big deal. That's the whole state saying he's not a quack, right? You're, right. He's, he, he's not a quack at this time. Right. <laughs> 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 because later she on is, in life, Mr. Owens takes a bit of a different path. He does, okay. and he gets into spiritual spiritualism, and he kind of. He was always kind of a, he was a social reformer. Now this guy's got like a ton of stuff under his belt. You know, you right. can credit this guy with a lot of stuff. I mean, I, he helped get the uh, uh, the Smithsonian Institution started. He he helped push the bill through. They got that Smithsonian Institution going, and he also uh, was an advocate against slavery, um, women's rights, especially when it came to. Uh, property ownership after you know divorce rights and 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 um marital property rights stuff yeah, like that before that for I women. Mean, yeah i mean you just well you you died poor yeah so he he's i mean he's got quite a quite a resume and he actually was like he was he came here to try and his his they, when they came here, that they were trying uh, this utopian socialist society in Indiana. Okay, so, so that's where that's where you guys. But it, but it, for all intents and purposes, when you look at him on paper, this you know this wasn't a he wasn't a quack. He, he was a you know well respected member of our government. So. But later on, you find out that he gets into the spiritualism and it's kind of goes along with this book he wrote, you know, about the footfalls on the boundaries of another world and telling that story. How much money did he have? Uh, I don't know. Because he's hanging out with, uh, can you say it? Guldenstube? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's hanging out with the Von Guldenstubis who party, right? Those guys are no joke. <laughs> I mean, he's a baron. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's. there's right, you just don't, if you're a baron, you're doing well, right? Yes. You're like a count. Yeah. Now, now the there was Julie who told the story. Uh, also had a brother named Johan. Of course. <laughs> and this, and uh, his full title was Johan Ludwig Baron von Goldenstube. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> and that, that's what he was called in professional circles. It's, it's, it's a lot to say. It is. Now, now this guy, this is where, this is where his source was. This is the, the the this girl and her brother. They live they live together, and in Paris, and he dealt in tablebacks. Have you ever heard of this tablebacks? Mm. I didn't know it had a no. name like that, but it's it's about moving tables in a spiritualistic act to connect with the souls of the deceased. All right, so this was like a Ouija board. Well, it's like a, you set up a room and like the tables and chairs move around. Now, one of the big things he did was these, um, they were uh, writings, uh, astral writings 
that he would do, like where he he put a pencil and paper on the the table and the ghost spirits would like write on the paper. Hmm. <laughs> and he, I mean, like he did it a lot. Like he had like two thousand different ghost writings. Like so, this is and and he was a medium. And his sister, Julie, who told the story about when she was 13, was also a medium. Okay. <laughs> so they they were both I'm not gonna say <laughs> they were they, wacky they, too, but they were they both, dealt they dealt with the metaphysical. Right. So this was like it was like that that comment I made on the last one. When you're a hammer, all you see is nails. <laughs> all you see is right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this is, and and I, you don't know if it's like this is another thing. Does it come down to where they they were they were actually kind of like popular mediums, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Somebody there was even a rumor that she uh, consulted for Napoleon the Third at some point. In, I mean, did cops use psychics? Yeah, all the time. Right. I listen to true crime, and every time they're like, a, they call the psychic, it pisses me off so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you calling this? Let me guess, they're in the water. <laughs> like, it's, it's a dark place. It's always in the at. water. <laughs> so it's, so it's dark where they're at. <laughs> right next to Brian Schaefer. Right. I, I hate that they do that. I hate that they give them credence and. I know there's like stories where they caught people. I think that's uh, it drives me nuts. Okay, so this guy. I don't not believe it either. Well, here's this guy. Yeah, you know, I just don't believe that every <laughs> single person that says they are is. Right, right, right. But yeah, why would you? Why would you just? Yeah, I mean, there's some people that have like you have to admit that they might be in tune a little bit more than the rest. You know, my grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which can like, be put to your brain functions in a predictive manner anyway. So it's yeah. just just you being more highly in tune with that or more predictive. And your brain will draw in the blanks photographically for you mm-hmm. to comprehend. So it looks like this thing I've seen before. For me, that's what it comes off as. But that's just me talking out my ass. So... No, I'm with you. But I feel the same way. But this guy, at twelve, it says in twelve years, the presence of witnesses um, that Johan received over two thousand of these ghost writings, and they were written in more than twenty languages. Uh, but but this is this is what I'm saying is that it sounds like they were making some coin. Yeah, it sounds like they figured out a way to draw on paper with a pencil. Right, with magnets, could have been eight. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, it's you, you figure like, something clever a, out did back there. They have then, a little yeah. device, yeah, and what? a dude under the table, yeah, right. <laughs> Being like, well, it was, hey. it was a glass table, he would use like a glass table, but whatever. I mean, nobody saw it directly writing on the paper, so but they, they, this is, I Mears. think, this is their cash cow, so like. Mirrors, like how, bad mirrors. How great was a story <laughs> about going to a school where there was an actual doppelganger? Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, it's because, like you said, when you make a claim like that, they're going to check your credentials. <laughs> they are. They're going to check. And then and, there's a lot of it. Like, she was, there's no paper trail for her. A lot of none. people say she was, like, an illegitimate child. Yeah, for a- Emily, because she, they, there's a, there's an actual Saget that was in. But her name's in, Saget. Well, I thought it was still Sanjay that was what? in uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, well, yeah, but it's spelled S-A-G-E-T. Right, but there was still another one that was not far away. But it wasn't, okay. but it couldn't match the name as well. And they said sometimes that was because when mm. you were in her position, um, you would change your name. Yeah, because of uh, being shamed that you're born out of wedlock, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was she was born out of wedlock, so her old Joe neck child, and so it wasn't uncommon to change your name to try and start over. But that would have put her at like 16 years old, starting starting to work, which would kind of go along with. That yeah, story, you teach but. kindergarten at 16, right? <laughs> right, square triangle. Yeah, back then they got married at 14, so it didn't matter. You were basically, you probably had a kid in school by then. Here's Spinster at 12. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so there's the there's the base of the story. And then when you start getting into to looking up, trying to find records of the school, the, the, the Emily Sanjay herself, I mean, it's just really hard to find anything that that says, yeah, these people actually existed. And we're, we're doing a story coming up, not in the next three, but like we're trying to make a connection between two things. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to look up the name of one of the things. Yeah. And the origin of it and where it came from. Mm-hmm. And it's and tough I, to find. I, it is. I was looking at like old maps and stuff mm-hmm. to try to see what came first. It's weird when somebody gets like a town and shit named after them. Right. And you can't so, find anything on them. And I could, like, I looked up any kind of history, like on Ohio history. Mm-hmm. I looked at all the towns ever in Ohio. Yeah. And there's like thousands. Right. Never, it's never listed. Nope. It's not on any maps. Right. It's yeah. not on any maps of our town, which mm-hmm. our town at one time was called a different name, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's bizarre, and it's not out in art. We have a fairly new country. So, when you talk about, like, you know, France and you're dealing in Latvia and yeah, old, La- Latvia. I read era. something on Latvia a while back about them finding, reclaiming like their history through uh, folk song and shit like that. But they were actually written down. Like so, they I mean, found, they found like they found like one. They found like over a million writings of storytelling folk songs and shit like that. But you mentioned Napoleon and, you know, like, you know, the, his empire grew and grew and grew. You know, you have Hitler, Germany, mm-hmm. their empire grew, grew, grew. The, yeah, keep going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the Persian Empire. Yeah, I actually know and somebody it's, it's, from Estonia, and she's like, "There's like, it's like if I," <laughs> she never said this, but it, I bet you she would if she said there was like three things you should know about Estonia is that they're not Russian, <laughs> they speak their own language, it's Estonian, and they're not Russian. <laughs> right. Well, Finland, <laughs> Finland's right next to Estonia. Yeah. And we, I wanted to go to Estonia really bad. Yeah. And yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah, it's a lot like Finland. So, like, Finland's very um, Soviet Union looking. Yeah. Everything's like state run and Cold War. Yeah, no, they yeah. Still, well, they still got a lot of state run. That's the same yeah. thing with Lafayette. They but still there's McDonald's. And all their state run stuff. Yeah, but there's McDonald's. Like, right. they're a little bit, they're not like, it is state run TV. Okay, TV like, is, I watched yeah. the Super Bowl there. No yeah. commercials. No commercials. They're just staying in there on the field. Oh, dude, it's the most boring. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like being at the game. They're like, yeah, right. It's like being at the, it's a live feed in between. Yeah. First time and, I ever took somebody to a football game, like their first, uh, there's been a couple times, taking somebody for the first time to a yeah. real football game. What is going on? Yeah. Well, why like, I was like, this is what there. it looks like when you're at home watching commercials. <laughs> and they're like, holy shit, this is really what happens? Like, yep. And they're just dicking off. They got, like... they got a guy out there with gloves that waves them and tells them they're commercial break and then you just <laughs> fuck off. It's like, Mike, dude, there's another <laughs> huddle. Hey, Mike, Mike, dude. Hey, uh, TGI Fridays after this? Right. We'll who, you got, who you got on your fantasy team? I yeah, know you right. got one. <laughs> um, it's true, though. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you know, over the years, maps get... I was just looking at something the other day where it said, what happened to the polar continents? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard this? Mm-mm. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, no. So like, yeah. maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> They've said that like, there's a continent under Antarctica, possibly yeah. two, huh. and there's in the same in the north, and they're written on old maps, old, 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 old maps mm. before there was ice. I have heard that. Okay, so like. You know, over time, things get lost in translation. And did they go map that for sure? I don't know. Right. You know, maybe they drew something to get funding. Well, hell, you all know? you got to do is get an old globe. You can get, like, an old globe from, like, when we were kids, from the 80s. It's going to be oh, wrong yeah, yeah, all yeah, over for Europe. sure. All of it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that has USSR on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, which was like Latvia and Belarus and Lithuania, Estonia, and all that stuff. Yugoslavia, you know? we were just talking about Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia yeah. like Croatians yep. and yep. Serbia, and you know, like yep. all that, you know, all that. There's all separated. There's the whole middle, the whole Middle that East. Was all has the, been Czech, the Czech Republic. Part of the reason for the ongoing feud in the Middle East is because after World War II, they redrew the lines. And a lot of the golf war was started because Saddam Hussein's like, he needed money because he just fought Iran. <laughs> he's broke. And he's like, you know what? Kuwait's actually ours. Right. That, that's what he said. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I helped you guys out. Why don't you let me take Kuwait? And Baker said, we don't have any problem with that. And then he did it. And they're like, yeah, we have a problem with that. <laughs> that's why he was in power after we defeated him in that war 
But it's we it's weird though. Like that is what happened. Right. And yeah. it gets it gets lost in the news and it gets lost, but essentially he said, Hey, that giant oil field of that super rich nation <laughs> that doesn't do shit, yeah. that didn't help you out at all. Right. Yeah, that's ours. That's ours. It's been ours forever. But after you beat my uncle and Adolf Hitler, um, you redrew the lines and it became Kuwait. You know? <laughs> I want it back. And they're like, okay, take it back. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is really the start of Desert Storm. Yeah. And then the second one, the second time it started, it was after 9-11. Mm-hmm. It was for a whole different reason. <laughs> we were still going back there, though. And we're still there, right. Mm-hmm. The science of it is just a theory. Uh, I mean, none of that's been proven. I love the idea of parallel universes. I just... I, I think it would be cool if you could, like, project yourself like that. You know what I mean? Tupac did it. <laughs> Shit. So, I mean, that's a theory. There's a lot going against this story. Yeah. I would love to believe it. Yeah. When I first read it, I was like, this is amazing that all these people saw this. I will say... And then I couldn't find any of those people. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But maybe it's one of those things, like, it is a mass hysteria where, like, you know, I mean, Fatima or, like... I mean, dude, I remember when we were in our teens, there was, like, Cold Springs, Kentucky had the sighting of the Virgin Mary. (laughs) You know? And multiple people saw the Virgin Mary. Yeah, and then we you know, saw the touchdown Jesus get hit by lightning. <laughs> Remember touchdown Jesus? That seems like divine intervention. The big butter Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. They rebuilt it. I was bartending in Los Angeles, and this girl's like, "You're from Cincinnati, right?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's like, "Yeah, touchdown Jesus." I'm like, oh, I said, no, no, I think you're mistaken. That's like, um, that's Notre Dame, like Notre Dame football. They have a, they have a cathedral right outside the stadium mm-hmm. and Jesus is like addressing the people and his hands are up, but you can like see it from the end zone. So they call it touches on Jesus. Right? right. And she's like, no, no, it, it caught on fire. <laughs> and I said, oh yeah, that's us. That yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's us. Way, way less elegant. Yep, that's us. Yeah, got struck by lightning and caught up. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That and they didn't totally- take it as a sign at all, and just rebuild another one. <laughs> but it was like mostly. Am I crazy? It was mostly styrofoam and stucco with the steel interior, right? And no grounding. <laughs> it wasn't grounded, didn't they? They were like, we put a lightning rod in this time. Oh, yeah, you think? <laughs> it was a sign, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Isn't there something Jesus. written about not having idols? 
yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I made it pretty clear, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was getting struck by lightning. That that's us. That is us. <laughs> yeah. We shot a gorilla too. We did. We did. <laughs> In front of a ton of kids. Jesus got hit by lightning, and we killed a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I will say some people have abilities. My grandma is one of them. My wife does. Does she? She does. God damn it. To mess with you? She can all, she, you know what? It's weird because she's got like these, she's got like these semi, (laughs) semi psychic abilities. And she's got this like crazy sense of smell. Like, really? She can smell a fly fart from a mile away. And, <laughs> and it is the most annoying thing in the world. Const- I, like, I, I, I feel like I've said the phrase, no, I can't smell that. <laughs> More than any other phrase I've ever said. <laughs> is she psychic? She thinks she is. Are you ever like, hey, babe, let's go out to dinner and have a night with me and you. And then you're like... Oh, look, a casino. We should stop in there. We're t- you know, that's crazy because she'll uh, do uh, this stuff and we'll play like games where she like will like try and read my mind and stuff. And she gets it right a lot. I mean, she does. She does. She really? does lean heavier to the correct side. But when we go to casinos, we both lose our ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go in. We got like a. We put like a hundred dollar limit on ourselves or something. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you go in there and be like, "All right." Five minutes later, we're like, "Well, we're down a hundred and fifty. You want to get Quar- another fifty out? Quarter slots? <laughs> <laughs> you got anything that takes pennies?" Uh, yeah, because you know, I never. I I always feel like psychics. The curse with the psychic is you can never use it to your benefit. I think she just wants me to think that she always knows what I'm doing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like your parents telling you, I got eyes in the back of your head. <laughs> right. She's like, I got an eye inside my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that messes me up so much about this story. I hate this story. I think she is a liar. I think everybody involves a liar. <laughs> but the one thing that messes me up about this story is that she never saw it. Yeah. And that seems to be the most truthful thing. <laughs> like, right. What happened? That's what <laughs> I'm telling you. That's what sold me on in the beginning. I'm like, wait, all the people saw it, but she didn't. If so that she, is she the wasn't one making thing. the claim. If that is the one thing. That holds more weight than anything else. Because she, she's like forever a victim of circumstance. You know, and that's right. terrible. And that's like a curse. I know, especially if she tells the story like she was the sweetest, nicest, mousiest she, little person. And she <laughs> just keeps getting screwed. She's been, what was it, 19 jobs in 16 years? Oh my God. Constantly, like, everybody's like, yeah, she's awesome. Totally, totally cool. Totally cool. She's the best. Like, she throws the best, like, staff parties. She, like, <laughs> right? She's always got cake for everybody's birthday. Killer cakes. 
She makes a hell of a like tortilla, like you know? fucking Taco Tuesdays. Her thing. <laughs> her enchiladas are to die for. <laughs> She's a little bit crazy as she has a gift yeah. and follows her around. What was that? Like? <laughs> what? What? What'd you say? No, no, no. She's gonna do. She's gonna do awesome. She's great. She's gonna do great. Both of them. Well. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, her. Well, well, she works like two. She works like two. She's a hard worker. I also don't see the downfall of having a teacher that has another teacher <laughs> in her back pocket. No. All right. <laughs> All right. You think you'd get a raise? <laughs> Who threw that? Uh, Jeremy? <laughs> Jeremy? Alcohol. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's a fictitious work. Yeah. And, See, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to have some, because like, you know, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a cons, uh, I guess I'm a consummate skeptic, but I was, I, I, I had a little more faith in this when I first saw the story and I was like, Hey, hey, okay, we got some witnesses. <laughs> All right, settle down here. Hold on, we got some witnesses. And then we're like, oh, we got one witness, and she talks to dead people. Mm-hmm. Okay, for a living. I really like the story, though. And is it probable? Yeah, if the certain, like, you have a certain kind of person. Yeah, man, I mean, like, I don't know, people give off energies and stuff. And, like, I don't believe in ghosts, but, like, I know tons of people that have had firsthand accounts of like seeing people like in hospitals telling them it's going to be okay. And then like, yeah, you know, and they're well, not. I, there. I, and like I, I, on the scientific side, like you said, uh, if you think about it, we do have a lot of energy inside us and, and energy can not be created or destroyed. Right. Right. So it goes somewhere it's got to go somewhere. And, and I can tell you, how I felt. I don't know if something was actually ha- happening, but I was in the room with my own mom when she passed. Okay, I, so I've been I there could physically. I could physically. I, I physically felt something when she left. So there's been, um, is it 13 grams? Right. What the 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 your brain? body your body weighs less. Your body weighs 13 grams less when you die. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, I mean, so there is just there's an energy, man. There just there just is. Mm-hmm. There's there's a wake that you create in life, and uh, you know if it's gone. Did you hear me say brain? You know what I did? Because didn't didn't Will Smith do a movie that was called like Thirteen Grams or something? This was called Twenty One Grams, right? Was it? Hold on, because. In my head, I thought of that movie, but then I thought of the movie he did where he was like the doctor that found out concussions were happening in football. So I said brain. (laughs) 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 That's how my brain worked. It was like Will Smith movie. Brain. Okay. Was it? it, Didn't it have something to do with 9-11? His is seven pounds. Seven pounds, Jesus. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, but that is that was his organs. Yeah, okay. So we're just gonna get Okay, but all well, that out. no, 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 you know what? No, no, we don't have to I, I'm gonna tell you why we don't have to do that. There's some stories about about this. So there's several people 
that have had organ transplants and have gone out to do exactly what the people that had the organs did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I've heard those stories, too. Right. Like the... Even with, uh, like, limbs and stuff, right? Right. Hand transplants. But, like, I do remember watching um, a thing with... um, Carson Palmer, the quarterback for the Bengals, and he had kept in touch with the family where he got the ligament from the knee of their daughter because she died in a car wreck. Hmm. And then he tore that ligament and had to get another one. (laughs) It all up. And if he would have kept playing. Now you make that phone call. His Thanksgiving would have gotten bigger and bigger. Oh, it's Carson calling. <laughs> hey, that hey, ligament. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Football. Football's a rough sport. I mean, there's like a lady that got had a heart transplant, and she was like a white lady, and she got it from... Um, Either Hispanically, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it was, but she was like super angry and she craved Mexican food all the time. <laughs> um, there's another guy that like Sounds took like on. Me. <laughs> he took on. These are all like 2004, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a heart from a guy that shot himself, and then he shot himself. Um, there was another guy that like. Uh, had to get like a liver and then he was able to do carpentry. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's all kinds. It was of like, like when John Travolta got that tumor. <laughs> yeah, phenomenon. Portuguese and shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a guy that learned to draw after he got like, um, he got like an organ transplant. So there's like tons of there's tons of like documented times um, where people had a transplant of some kind and they took on skills of the people that they actually got the like the organs from and sometimes it's like cravings for food or or like they were able to cook or do carpentry or draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the power of the mind is I believe in that. I believe in all all the things that cor- like come together and correlate to make this story <laughs> plausible, but I just don't believe in it. All right. I, I wanted to. I did too. When you <laughs> when he when he told me about it, I said, "Yeah, I remember that story." Yeah, I remember hearing that, and you know, I I listened to like two podcasts, and they just kind of did it as fact. Like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a if you go when you start looking this stuff up, it's a lot of cut and paste stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is, and, and that's the problem with it. It's it's a it's very well trodden path if you start getting looking around, but right. it's but it's it's all it's all been. Um, Copied from somebody else and just like you find almost the same sentences and stuff. So, yeah. And it's gotten a little bit like artistic 
merit, you know, license. Some people took a little bit of artistic license with it and, you know, exaggerated the stories a little bit here and there. And who knows, maybe uh, I'm going to be on my deathbed and I'm going to be like, I accomplished a lot. I'm passing this off to you. And they're like, you don't have to fight anymore. Just go to the light. <laughs> and, I, and I die and I end up in a school and she's my teacher and I'm like what the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) right I passed I passed through a parallel universe (laughs) founder through through one of the ribbons of time fucking (laughs) (laughs) on a subatomic level and end up in her classroom right and then I'll be like I was wrong (laughs) <laughs> and I'll have to tell my kids and to tell their kids and their kids and their kids and their kids that there are these things called podcasts. And when you get to the end, you tell stories into a machine and then people listen to them. Yeah. Hey, man, I was wrong. This the whole thing did happen. <laughs> but I didn't have that happen to me. So I would say it didn't happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So my conclusion is that this now my thinking is is that at some point something may have happened to this Julie Goldenstube that that made her you know romanticize what what it really happened so there could have been one of those like deja vu moments there could have been one of those inexplicable moments where she thought she saw something, you know? And so she took that and she turned it into something over time because the more you tell the story, the more you get kind of over the years, you start elaborating on it and start kind of changing the thing and people start drawing into it and they're drawn to the story and it's amazing to them. So you, you make it a little bit juicier, you know, each, mm-hmm. each time. And so over time, she might have come to this story that eventually caught his ear that she related to him. Because she didn't have a problem at all, like, giving her name. Like, that was a big part of it. Like, he wrote, yep. he wrote in the chapter, this was all related to me by her. She has given me approval to write all the names and appropriate dates down. And leave them in as such. So it was like kind of a point where she was like, yeah, make sure my name's in there. You know what I mean? It's kind of what it sounded like. Like, make sure you, you put my name in. And a uh, L- little bit of a tag of self-promotion. Like, I think hey, it, I think it, I think that's what it boils <laughs> down to. I think she yeah. romanticized some, you know, it could, maybe there was nothing at all. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that there was something there. And I mean, she, we're, we're like old enough that like cold readings were like on TV. Yeah. Like yeah. there was like John Super Edwards. Popular. Yeah. John Edwards was like, I used to watch it. Right. And it wasn't, I swear to God, it wasn't until South Park. <laughs> South Park's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, dude, you're a liar. Yeah. You're watch, not... I'll do it too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. they're like, you're psychic. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I am an idiot. <laughs> I know. And so there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of like parlor tricks. Blair, uh, the Blair Witch Project got me. Yeah. Well, because well the way they marketed, they originally were to marketed, be fair they marketed it. 
I remember the way they, they marketed it as real. Yes, very much so. And it was, yeah. you know, it was funny. I was like telling my boss at the time. So, you know, it was a long time ago when that came out. I was telling my boss about it. I was like, I saw this crazy thing, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he looked at me and goes, that's so bullshit, man. And I was like, you, you don't even know. And he goes, what channel did you see it on? I was like, it was on the side. <laughs> oh my god damn I'm an idiot what, what was I even thinking like was I not paying attention to what channel I was on yeah son of a bitch you're right yeah. it's all fake <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of reality TV mm-hmm. yeah it, I know shaky film and snot <laughs> I knew somebody that was on Survivor mm-hmm. and they're like all they do and say, you know what Brandon said? He said, you're a dick. And you're, <laughs> and you're, a, pu- you're a puss. He's going to kick your ass, right? right? That's all they do. They just feed just talk you shit full of... Each other. Yeah, yeah, they just feed you full of stuff. And then they interview you. Like, what do you think about Brandon saying, you know, you're a puss? And you're like, fuck Brandon. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> cut that in, right? Yeah, right? right. And then they, they get us to dinner and they're like, Brandon said, you're a puss. And you're like, yeah, fuck you, Brandon. Yeah. Right. And that's it. It's all fed the whole thing, right? The only the the only one I I don't watch the Survivor and crap like that because have you ever seen the show Alone? I love the show Alone. That is great TV. That you know what that is that makes me feel like not a man, but I love watching it. Like because I'm like there is no that is real though. There's, I mean, they see, like, there's a different seasons where the chicks were, there was, they, they were second they held place out. two years right. in a row. Well, because, you know, like, they're, they make a home and they, they nest. Mm-hmm. The guys, like, I remember the one guy that won, he's like, I killed a moose. <laughs> right. And I'm losing weight. Yeah. I'm eating moose every day. Yeah, but it's because he's basically on an Atkins diet. Well, apparently <laughs> yeah. moose aren't fatty, animals, right? Right, and then it was his whole like season was like, you know, what did he he caught like a fatty piece of salmon or something, right? Yeah, he caught a bunch of salmon, and and the Wolverine got to him, yeah, a couple times. And he's like, oh man, <clears throat> and I think he thought because they have doctors that come around and make, yeah. they, you're not allowed to just fake it. So they have doctors come around. They they'll pull you. Yes. And he's like, I thought I was getting pulled, and here, a few people have gotten pulled. There's there's been a few people that were not happy that they were getting pulled. Yeah, but like it's unhealthy. You don't want people dying. Yeah. But they're. I mean, that's a crazy show. What they do to survive and how well they, how good they are at it. I mean, it blows my mind. Well, like, people people you saw argue all the time about. Bear Grylls and Survivor Man. Yeah. But they were really two different shows. Survivor Man just kind of like showed you what to do to stay alive. Kind of like Lynn. Yeah, hold it out until you get rescued. Whereas Bear's like, all right, man, this is how you do it. We're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I he saw... was, I mean, they, who, who gives a shit if they stop the cameras and the fucker eats a granola bar? I don't give a fuck. Stay in the hotel. Either. Like, he's, he, he's still, still... he still took elephant dung. Lifted it over his head, and then, squeezed it, and drank the juice that came out of it. Yes, I've seen him eat sheep balls. 
Yes. I've seen him pee on his fucking shirt and wrap it around his face. I've seen him <laughs> tie. I've seen him tie um, a rope to his backpack and jump into a crevasse. Yes. And it snagged in the crease of the crevasse. And he was hanging there. And then he looped the rope that he was hanging by around and climbed up it like a ladder. Yeah. All right. That's a skill. Yes. There were some kids that fell through the ice. His buddy picked him up in Minnesota. The kid was in the ice for like five or ten minutes while he was trying to get him out. They got out. He said, strip down. Let's start doing push-ups. They start doing push-ups. Everybody's like, he, they should have had hypothermia. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we learned it from Bear Grylls. It was like, <laughs> to get warm. Start doing push-ups, yeah. Start doing push-ups. They start getting their blood going. Mm-hmm. And instead of like sitting there chattering and trying, you know, trying to get warm, which you can never get warm. You're, you're in the middle of a lake in Minnesota. You know, they go to the bank to do some push-ups and back in the game. Yeah. And well, one of the tricks he showed was, was something that they used because he's climbed Mount Everest. Right. And when he did, like there was a few people died. Oh, I'm sure. He's been on the, he's been on Everest when people died God. and they had to lower the body down and they, to do it, they had, he used a fucking frozen candy bar. They had a frozen candy bar and he showed how to make this tea in the snow. And then he just put the candy bar and looped the rope around it. He said, I've seen that. Like that small line. Dude, that's strong as shit. I tried it once. Like went out in the yard when we had deep snow and mm-hmm. put a stick down and put a rope around it. And then you pull it because it's got a, such a small break area. It doesn't snap even if it's real small. Huh? So he lowered a whole body down with, with a fucking candy bar. He ended up breaking his back. Yes. He broke, yeah. He broke his back on that trip. Yeah, crazy dude, man. I, I don't give a shit if he stays in a hotel at night. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Daniel or whatever Tosh, they were saying, you know. Daniel Tosh does this thing where he says, you eat the poisonous bat. Yeah, yeah, eat the bat. It's like, <laughs> Wait, step one, po- catch a fucking bat. There's poisonous bats? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and then he just does it. <laughs> and like, and his cameraman are just laughing their ass off eating Luna bars. <laughs> right. Well, that's a crazy thing is his... His cameramen don't get enough credit because they're on them fucking clips too. They really don't. Holding a camera. They really don't get any credit for it. Yeah. They're climbing down them cliffs too. They got to follow yeah. his ass. With a camera. With a camera. <laughs> Getting good shots. You can't just have the camera. It's not like you Decent put it your shots. Arm. Right. You have to get good shots too. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But alone, alone separates real survivalists from the rest of the world. I mean, survivor is nothing compared to those people. So I think, I think this is probably, I do think it probably has some sort of origin. It has to, because, you know, like, feels like like, it does. It feels like it does because it's so original. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was, it started out as kind of like a urban legend, mass hysteria, mass hallucination type of thing where like you know somebody sees it and it kind of spreads mm-hmm. and then it turns into like a little bit more emperor's new clothes 
Right. You know, like the girls didn't want to be left out and not say they didn't see it. And then maybe it's like, you know, those people die, which, you know, how, how many, how good are birthing records in the <laughs> 1800s, right? So in like, Latvia. In Latvia, which is. Which wasn't which, even Latvia at the time. So. Right. <laughs> um, and then, you know. It's like Livonia or something. So maybe, maybe all that did happen and there's not a whole lot on her, but you know, maybe. Maybe she did exist, and maybe there were 19 institutions that she taught at, and she got fired from all of them. And maybe she's got a twin, and she was just fucking with people. I thought that originally because <laughs> we had several sets of twins in our grade. Yeah, and uh, I know one of them used to always change clothes and go to different classes. <laughs> and if I had a twin, and he was anything like me. All right. That's exactly what we would do yeah. all day long. I'd make sure one of us never went to the first day. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You're like, no, there's right? only one of us. And my mom's a little crazy. You know, <laughs> it's sad. We would look after her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my, <laughs> I did have a twin brother, but he died in birth, childbirth, and she yeah, just we, never been able to let it go. I don't have the heart to tell her. I don't <laughs> he probably could. You probably get them all to fake it. Yep, there, there they are. Both of them. Oh, man. He cuts weight. You get all beefy for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he goes and weighs in at 130. You come in to wrestle at like 150. You're right. <laughs> like, wait a minute, dude. I just saw you, I could see your ribs before. <laughs> so I think maybe I think maybe like she did exist maybe but I don't think the story I think the story is the story. Yeah, I think it's all bullshit. So she could uh, sell more psychic readings or whatever the hell they called it. Table. Bags. I know, and I wanted. I, I really did want to believe it. Yeah, me too. Oh well. <laughs> no, I thought I, I thought I was finally going to get maybe like a little convincing. Of it. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, there's plenty more stuff. And I, and I was, I was, and I was like every story was saying the same thing. I'm like, look at all the stuff, you know. Yeah. And then, then you, then you find out about like you start paying attention. I was like, okay, wait, this was told to this guy by this girl, and that's the only source. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's got to be more sources. There's got to be somebody else that told this story, and I can't yeah. find anything anywhere, right? Because you can't find anything, any record of the school even existing, right, or any of the other schools. Uh, and even though like we said things get lost with maps and things like that it's just mm-hmm. I don't know man this I, I again I like like with you Bob Lazar I need more yep I would need more to say this is this is a real story yeah this sounds like she was trying to give herself credibility mm-hmm. I think All so right. too alright then there it is <laughs> <laughs> solved solved All right. Well, I'm Anthony. I'm Brandon. And this is Everything That's Weird.